Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome to Rush Nation. After a little spell, we are back and it's so glad to be back here. Uh, and I'm obviously joined by the big man himself. Murph, how are you, sir? You doing well? Doing a lot better. Thanks, mate. Uh, a lot better. It's been a, yeah, it's been a, a difficult Difficult year, um, difficult eighteen months, about fifteen months really. Um, yeah. I started to talk about it a little bit with people, um, but yeah, it was a long stint in hospital, eight days. Um, just trying to battle. Unfortunately, I've been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is an ongoing autoimmune chronic decision. Um, right. You know, d- uh, chronic disease that will be with me for the rest of my life and the medication I was on for that gave me pancreatitis which made me very very ill and pretty much couldn't couldn't do anything right. so eight days in hospital was horrible but uh, it's good to be out been out 10 days now and I feel great I feel really good like probably best I've felt in thanks mate uh yeah feel feel best I've been for about six months so uh, wasn't quite ready to to do this last week I was only a couple of days out of hospital I just didn't quite feel ready to to do this, but I definitely feel a lot better now. And uh, yeah, thanks, Stacey. So yeah, it's good to good to be here. It's good to talk back. some football. Um, I'm probably a little bit behind. I'm trying to catch up and follow news. And we're gonna. And there's a lot of breaking news, so we're gonna like start topics and then As we go big, through. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about Mike White and uh, and Case Keenum signing deals. That's the last you're gonna hear about that on this show. <laughs> we might touch on Case Keenum because I've got a question on that one. We'll get to that far right. down the line, I'm sure, because that's not Fine. part of the agenda, if nothing else. How it, and so yeah, let's, let's get back into it. It's obviously been a really, really busy time. So we've been off air probably at the worst possible time with the combine rookies. Yep. And then uh um, legal tampering starting tonight. Legal tampering started a few hours ago, deals are, are rolling in, so 
a lot of deals to go through. Um, I guess let's start with the trades that have happened up until now, and then we can talk about some of the deals that have, that have happened today. Um, the big trade is obviously Carolina moving up to that that number one pick. What yep. were your initial thoughts when you saw that come through? And and you know, what, what do you think Carolina are doing with that pick? <clears throat> initially, I thought they paid a, a lot for it. Um, two first, two seconds, and and DJ more on top of that. Um, I thought was a fair bit. I think there's, I don't know. I didn't see them desperate enough to go get one specific QB to make it noteworthy of that. Mm. Um, and I guess that's kind of reiterated a little bit by the rumours now that Carolina are happy to move back out of that spot. So it maybe seems like they've tried to jump the market pay a lower price now than they would do, say, nearer the time of the draft, uh, and then try and resell and recoup something back on it based on the fact that, as we all suspect, there may have been three, four, five teams that would be interested in the one, and they were probably low on that five. <clears throat> so they've tried to jump in and grab it and then say to the other four, hey, you know, we'll, we'll take something back for it if you guys want it. Try to put themselves in a position of power. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how true that is. I think there's an element of that. I think, listen, I think David Tepper he's made his, is made his life in finance, and um, you know he's he's never going to turn down a, a, a like a deal. Like if there's uh, if there's an opportunity to you know come out of a deal ahead, he's going to do it. But I don't, I don't think he's actively shopping that pick. I think they they've made that move. They've understood the quarterback has hindered them over the last you know, basically since he's owned the team and took over from Jerry Richardson, you know, they had an aging Cam Newton, then they traded for Sam Darnold and they traded for Baker Mayfield and they have struggled at the quarterback position. I don't think it's the only reason they've struggled, to be honest. Um, and I think they're at this position now where they've hired a good coaching staff. I think they've, they've really nailed the coaching staff and getting the right team in there in uh, in Carolina now. And I think now it's about who do you bring in to build around that team? And I, I kind of get, I, I think it's an overpay. I don't like moving up in drafts unless there's um, a specific reason to move up in one. And I get it. They want a quarterback. I still think they would have got, I still, I think they could have paid less to go. Getting rid of DJ Moore, doesn't feel like it's a great move. I'm not the biggest DJ Moore fan. We'll get onto his fantasy implications in a minute. I'm not the biggest DJ Moore fan. I, th I think he's a good player in what's been a pretty poor team, but I don't think he's excelled and been an elite. I don't think he's an elite receiver. I think he's a very competent receiver. I think he's. A, I don't think. He, I don't think he's a true alpha. I think he's a. He's a. He's a good secondary receiver on a team like like probably one of the better secondary receivers you could kind of have i'm not sure he's but i still think they've given up a lot for a gamble and it is what it is it's a gamble like you've got to get this right now because you've given up two first seconds i mean if you think then you look at comparison to what san francisco gave up for trey lance at three and that was three first round picks you sit there and think, well, okay, they haven't been gouged as much. And I think is what part of what you said was true. David Tepper's done this now, knowing that that only escalates with 45 days from draft day. That price goes to three first, four first, whatever it's going to be, because the, the Bears could take the pick. I think it's a good deal for the Bears because they don't need to. They're still getting a top 10 pick. 
this year, which is what they need. They, yeah, I, I, I think the Bears have done have done well. They get DJ Moore. They got that weapon. I still think they need a a quality number one receiver, but they they've got the picks to do that now. You know, they could shop around, get back into the first round, um, with those two seconds and package, and maybe go and target uh, someone like Addison, who they could or probably. Two solid linemen, which was a bit yeah, full there's last year. Second round, you're going to be two decent linemen. Yeah. And they're picking at the top of the second anyway. So actually, they really have that extra well, first round pick. Yeah. yeah. So they got pick 32. So you look at that and think because there's a, there's a, uh, Miami have lost a pick this year. So really, you know, so as a result, you know, they are getting the 32nd player on the board, but they just don't get the fifth year. They could trade up and, and make that the fifth year pick. Like uh, there's an opportunity probably to do that, so they could give away like a really late round draft choice to get that fifth year. I would probably look to do that and take someone like Addison if he's on the board. Then I think would be a someone who could be very capable, and you have him and more Claypool. All of a sudden, you'd start to have some weapons there, and you think they they need to change the game plan. We'll get onto that in a bit, but. Yeah, Caroline's going to be an interesting one. I, I think they're a real team to watch. I think if they didn't hire the coaching staff that they had, I'd be more concerned. But I think given who they've got, and Frank Reich knows how to get players in free agency, he knows how to make the best of, I don't want to say average talent, but like not elite talent. So I think they'll be fine. But who who do you think is the quarterback that they've traded up for? <laughs> I was just about to ask you when you stopped Okay, talking. go on then. Um, <clears throat> for me, I'd say... The safest floor player is probably going to be Bryce Young. Yeah, see, I don't think that's who they're going for. I think they're going for CJ no, Stroud. I, I think CJ Stroud, I think for the way that Frank Reich uh, plays, I think for what he looks for in a quarterback, and I think for the combination of floor plus ceiling, yeah. mm-hmm. I now listen, I would take Bryce Young. I think for me, I look at the quarterbacks in this class. I'm not wowed. I'm not. I'm similar to last year, really. Yeah. I'm not <clears throat> wowed. There isn't a. There isn't a the quarterback here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so I'm looking at this and thinking, but I I do think Bryce Young will be a very very good professional. I think he will be. You know, I think he he was not going to shoot the lights out. I don't think he's going to. You know, threaten any Hall of Fames, but I do think he will be a very solid pro, and I think he has. A very high floor. I think he has a, a decent ceiling, and I think he would bring an, a sense of maturity and calmness and and personality to it to a good team. Well, to a team, and I think with someone like Frank Reich, if they went that way, I, I would think it would be the right decision. I can understand, but I think it will be CJ Stroud. I just think CJ Stroud, for what Frank Reich will want to do with his coaching concepts, just for me, seems like a better fit. The wheels going round is it's going to be Anthony Richardson. That would just be the most honestly. That would you I couldn't can't tell that you trade to one for Anthony Richardson. Absolutely not. I, that for no. me would be the single worst not, trade in I NFL think history. Has the highest ceiling of all of these players. I, I think just he don't. does. I just don't. But he also I'm has sorry. the lowest floor uh, because I, of the I, passing attributes. I'm just so out on on Anthony Richardson. Uh, like Anthony Richardson for me, I've watched him. I'm a Florida Gator fan. Uh, Anthony Richardson is is Jameis Winston with rushing. That is what he is. He will have days that will absolutely dazzle you. Those days are very rare. And then he will do something that he will throw a ball into triple coverage with no receiver within 10 yards. 
and he has this Superman complex. You've got to remember, his college profile is poor. Like, it is poor. Like, people sit and look at his combine and have been wowed and dazzled, and mock drafts are putting him at, like, 106, 107, 108 now in a 1QB dynasty mock draft, rookie mock draft. You're sitting there thinking, what are you doing? Like, because of his rushing floor, because they see Jalen Hurts, and they think, and they see Justin Fields, and think, well, Justin Fields isn't the best passer of the ball, but he rushes and he gets fancy points. The bottom line is, Andy Richardson was throwing 53% completion percentage in college. He, you know, he had decent receivers. Not great, but the, he had decent receivers. They just would put, he, he threw 17 touchdowns in his final season. It's bad. you right there. Go on then. We said about breaking news. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the Jets. Wow. We're going to break that live, are we? Wow. I've just seen. Um, so rap sheet, um, rap sheet's just said twenty one seconds ago. Nothing has happened. Okay, this has come from a number of places. You got Garrett Wilson tweeting. You should see the smile on my face right now. Wow. Okay, so we <laughs> think it's going to happen. Um, Probably not signed yet, but yeah. Aaron Lemming went rap sheet reporting on NFL Network that nothing has happened as of now between Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Ian Rappaport, I wish it did. I wish something <clears throat> had happened, but nothing has happened 47 seconds ago. It will happen, right? We're at that. We're everyone's agreed on that now. Whether it's done now, done next Yeah, week, I, done it, sa- it sounds like it's going to happen. So, it, fine. Um, they're kind of the only team that have actually shown a real vested interest in requiring it. Well, I think they're the only team that got the cap space to, yep. to do it. Um, uh, Dov Kleeman well, tweeted. Okay, well, he's an aggregator, so he's picked that <laughs> from somebody. It sounds like it's going to happen, like you say, but it hasn't. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, Andy Richardson for me is just someone who I'm I'm deeply concerned about. He's someone who I don't think is going to do it at the next level. Um, yeah, I think he's got good rushing floor, but partly with the mental um, decision making is poor. He was, you know, he's he's played one year of college. Here's what's funny. The people that absolutely love Anthony Richardson absolutely hate Carl Trask. <laughs> this is what I find hilarious. And Carl Trask played in his senior year at a Heisman level rate. Like he he was he was legitimately in Heisman trophy contentions. I'm not saying you should have won it, but he was very good. And people say, oh, well, he had Carl Pitts. Yeah, okay, he had Carl Pitts. But he also had, you know, other receivers and he did very, very well. But he read the game, he kept them in play, he made a lot of plays. Anthony Richardson couldn't even beat out Emory Jones for a starting job. Like, couldn't even beat him out. Like, he ended up playing second string almost the entire season to Emory Jones, who is, if I had to compare him to, like, an NFL quarterback for someone, he he would be like... I'm really struggling. He he would be like... He'd be like Chris Sims. He'd be like someone who just, he was there, he kind of made it, but he just wasn't very good. And like that, it's like, Emory Jones was just bang average at everything. He could just do everything, like, well, not even bang average, he was below average at everything, but he was like, oh, something like that. Yeah, we're talking about someone who just was not good enough to be a starting quarterback for an SEC powerhouse, former powerhouse, whatever you want to call them. And Anthony Richardson couldn't beat him out for a job. That tells me. And by the way, he didn't even beat him out for a job when they were six and seven. 
Like he couldn't even get like he get he get in for a game, play badly, they go back to Jones. Like we're talking about in a season where they were, were didn't, weren't even bowl eligible, he couldn't even beat him out. Like that that's how bad. And he goes six and seven the following year. Andy Richardson for me shouldn't have declared. Like he just sh- he should have come back. I just I think he needs a year. Like for me, I look at Anthony Richardson. I think if any team that drafts him, he's got to sit two years. He's got to sit but, two years minimum because he's nowhere near getting near an NFL team. He will be eaten alive. Year, but he's had a solid year. And the, he's had a fair year. Let's face it, right? No, the risk, if he goes a... back to, the risk is he goes back to college and he doesn't perform like he hasn't performed previously, and he's lost all hope there. I mean, the the only thing that saves him is his combine performance is amazing, and he will probably be a first round pick because someone will be desperate enough to take him. But I I just look at him and think he is for me the most bust worthy QB I've seen for. I mean, I was worried about Lance. I talked about Lance on here publicly that I wasn't so sure that Lance was ready for the NFL. That he, you know, that I felt he would be a someone who I would be severely worried about long term and I would have had someone like Matt Jones over Trey Lance and I know I probably will still get stick for that now but I still think now Matt Jones is a better quarterback than Trey Lance for the NFL I think Anthony Richardson for me is just a long way away like I look at I look at CJ Stroud I look at Bryce Young and I look at Will Levis and I look at those three QBs and think I'm not the biggest Levis guy but I think I can see him being a an Andy Dalton level quarterback in the NFL. Like someone who is good, won't hold your team back from winning playoff games, but I'm not sure he's dynamic enough to win you the big games on his own. Like I think he, he I think he's someone who's very solid. He won't lose you games, but he won't win you a lot of games. He will just keep you in games. I think that's kind of where I see Levis. I think the other two are a bit of a a bit of a lift above. So uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be interesting, but I think they go. I think they go Shroud. I think that's where I would see them go. And I think the Bears they can go and, like you said, they can go and get uh, another receiver. They can go and get themselves some O line. They can go get themselves some D line. I mean, they've just bought T.J. Edwards in today to help their linebacker core, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, I think that's you know for me one of the best linebackers in the NFL over the last two seasons. I think it's a great bit of free agency business to get him in the door. Um, I think they've done, you know, we'll see what they do in free agency to see where they've addressed some holes, but they've got options now with those picks and they, they'll, they'll build from there. So they kind of traded um, some picks to get fields. I'm not convinced fields is the answer long-term. And then that leads me to DJ Moore is, you know, people are now so excited that DJ Moore has got the best quarterback he's ever had. That he has is still not a great quarterback. But but <laughs> the quarterback throws 21 times a game. Yeah. Uh, like at the end of the day, people are like, he's going to have monster volume. Yeah, he could have a 33% target share. So he gets seven targets a game. Yeah. So Fields' his completion percentage is 60%. So he, can, he gets four. Yep. So you're looking at seven targets, four catches for 80 yards. The best. Yeah. Am I really that excited about a player who's going to get seven targets, four catches for eighty <laughs> yards a week? And then, like, and I don't even think like if we're going averages, it's probably not even going to be eighty. It's going to be more like sixty odd. Yeah. Are we that excited about DJ Moore in Chicago? I'm not. Like, I'm really not. Like, I'm like, if, I I think I've got a couple of shares of DJ Moore. I'd, I might try and trade on the hype if I can, because uh, like for me, I. I I look at those numbers and think there's just not enough basketball. And they might change the offense and they might do something different. And if they do, then fine. But Fields needs to throw 28, 30 times a game for DJ Moore to be anywhere near 
what he did in, in Carolina. What he did in Carolina wasn't shooting the lights out. It wasn't bad, don't get me wrong, but he, he didn't shoot the lights out. Like for me, DJ Moore right now, massive Aradan. If I could sell him, I, I will. I'd get I'd get him off my rosters because I'm just not convinced he's going to reach these heights. And as I say, he's not he's not we're not talking about AJ Brown here who makes those really explosive big plays off off nothing. Yeah, I'm just not in on 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 that trade. I don't think, but I think I like from a footballing perspective. I think they get better with him in there. <laughs> he's better than anyone they've got on the roster. But from a fantasy perspective, I'm I'm all kinds about on DJ Moore now. So another trade that's been announced today then is Miami picking up Jalen Ramsey, uh, cost of a third round pick, and Hunter Long, who's tight end there. So, how did you see that one? Yeah, I, they needed cornerback help. Um, you're going to get one of the best in the NFL. They're in a window, aren't they, Miami? Now, you know they they look at what they did last year. They'll look at that and think they're in a chance to to. They're going all in. They're pushing all the chips in the middle to win. Third round pick isn't bad. I mean, I've seen people say it's a great bargain. They're taking on a lot of the cap. This is a, a two year move, really. For Jalen Ramsey, they, they pushed themselves into the Super Bowl window. They traded for Tyreek Hill. They traded for Jalen Ramsey. They're getting proven winners, Super Bowl winners, and they're putting together. Uh, you know, they're going a little bit of the Rams ilk of just getting these seasoned veterans on big contracts to to go make a run at it. And they're in the division where they can make a run at it because they're probably the best team in their division. They're in a difficult, well, except for the Bills, really. So you could kind of, but they're trying to push closer to the Bills. It's going to be a tough coin flip between them. And then they're in a, but they're in a tough conference, tough to, you know, they have got, their division is getting better. If Aaron Rodgers ends up and, and you know, Aaron Rodgers yep. <laughs> will elevate the Jets because the Jets, as much as they, as much as Aaron Rodgers is, is past it, he will stop all those mistakes. He will stop what happened last year. Uh, with Zach Wilson, with you know, they will move the ball down the field a little bit. They will get better on offense, but he won't turn the ball over. And with that D, they don't need to score a lot of points. You know, if Aaron Rodgers gets twenty-five points a game on offense, they will win a lot of games. The Jets, because that D is as good as any D in the NFL. They're in a tough division. They have to push in. They're in a two-year window, I think, to win it all. I think you'll see some big moves from Miami. I like it. Um, the Rams have obviously clear some space. They clearly decided that they're not in the Super Bowl window anymore, which makes sense after last season. So you move the cap space on, you get something back. Third round pick's not bad. It's uh, People are saying, why is he not game for a first or second? The money on his contract was huge. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, no, there aren't many teams taking that. And they're certainly realizing that they're doing the Rams a favor. And they have done the Rams a favor by taking that contract away. So, you know, I think it's it's a good deal for all parties. I think everyone kind of wins in that one, and and the and the Rams will make them better. They'll be a better organized uh, unit, and that was a bit of an area of weakness at times for for them last year. So, well, Rosemary uh, and Dolphins though is they're great going in, get these vets, take the cap on, and have a running as you say. What happens week two, week three, week four when two gets a concussion again, <clears throat> which is seemingly well, almost inevitable? I think it'll be fifth year option this week as well. Well, I th you have to pick up the fifth-year option. I think the bottom line is you pick up the fifth-year option because it's just good business sense. I think yep. um, we just Sweet. seen what happened with Derek Carr, where um, 
they well, they, sorry, Josh Jacobs, where Josh Jacobs they didn't pick up the fifth year option, yeah, and we've just seen it with yeah. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones at the Giants, they didn't take the fifth year option. They're now paying him an absolute bomb. The bottom line is, I think if you take a player in the first round, you've you've almost automatically got to pick the first round option up, unless they're really that bad. Um, and I think two is starting. So the bottom line is he's starting, he's playing, he's the quarterback. You've got to take the fifth year option. You know, you're guaranteed against everything but injury. So you know, it's fine. I don't I don't have a problem with them taking the fifth year option because it's going to be cheaper than paying him now. And what will be interesting now is to see if they pay him before the season. Because that will tell you, is there a referendum on Tua? Because they're not going to let Tua go to the end of this year and then try and negotiate. Because if they do that, that tells you that they're seriously open to letting him go. Because he's either going to do one or two things. He's either going to have a really good year and take them deep into the playoffs, maybe Super Bowl, whatever. And then you've got to pay him an absolute fortune. And then you think you're backed into a corner there because he's taking you to the, uh, you know, deep. And then, and then you kind of like, well, you either pay him or he goes, or he doesn't have a good year, gets injured and then you move on. And I think it's a bit of a referendum on, on tour. If they don't sort a deal before, the season starts. They might do. They might have taken the option and then we see what happens. Because yeah. you don't want Tua to go into his fifth year option with that being his final year because he holds so much leverage. Right. So I as think, or Lamar even Jackson. during the season, yeah, exactly. We're now seeing his play out with Lamar Jackson. He's yeah. on a fifth year option. Oh, well, so, he's tagged now. So they took the fifth year yes. option. He's on the tag. <laughs> he's on a non exclusive tag, which means he can negotiate offers on the table to other teams. And that simply means so there's two types of tag. The non-exclusive is very rare. You don't see it, it very often. Only one person's ever signed one and swapped organizations as well. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. Um nope. so to see that was interesting. I think that tells you that they're trying to give Lamar Jackson some space and they're trying to respect his wishes. And I think they've they've come to that agreement of we feel confident that to me is Baltimore saying we feel confident we'll get a deal done. Yep. Because I think they've agreed to that thinking, I don't think anyone's going to pay him as much as we are, or yep. that we're prepared to pay him. And I think that says, we're going to give you an element of trust. We're going to let you test the market. You go out there and you go find a deal. And if you think you can beat what we've got, come back to us, come talk <clears> to <throat> us, we'll see what it is. Yep. And I think that shows quite a lot of confidence. You, that's a big that's a big boy move. It is, yeah. That's a big boy move. Like to do that, to play with your franchise quarterback, MVP quarterback, and do that. That's a big boy move. That that shows me that they've got some real cojones. Like they they really believe that they're going to hold on to Lamar Jackson. So I I like it. It is risky, but I I like it. It's bold. It's better yeah, than just tagging him and then saying, "Well, you're tagged. See you later." And then you sour the negotiations. You know, this is a good, it's a good management sort of structure. It shouldn't have got this far, but you have. Um, so, yeah, I think Tua will be interesting. I'm not sure if he's the QB of the future. I still hold this referendum on him personally. I did better last year than than he has done. They're backing him. be interesting to see what he does this year. He did take a step forward. But, you know, for me, he was the third best quarterback in that class. He still sits as the third best quarterback in that class. But I would say now he's better than any quarterback we've seen in the last two classes. Agreed. So yeah. you know, there, there is that well, potentially. Yeah, I yeah potentially. Two I think is he, draft. He's the first quarterback off the board. I feel. Yeah, I I go with that. I think I think he would. 
I think he would be for sure. I think um, you know there is there is a lot to like about Bryce Young, but yeah, I don't think I think if I'm taking Bryce Young and Tua, I'll probably take Tua just for the more athletic gifts. But then mm-hmm. you're taking the injury risk. But yeah, yeah. But, but I think it's it's definitely interesting. So another QB we touched on just now was Daniel Jones. Obviously, the Giants have decided to to pay him, and the Seahawks did similar with Geno Smith. Surprised at either of those? Uh, I'm not too surprised with Geno. Um, they were a good deal. They got a lot front loading, almost an out after a year, haven't they? Completely yeah, that's what cheaply. I mean. You know, people look at people look at Geno Smith's contract, and um, they look at the numbers and think, how has he earned? Has he earned that much money? But actually, when you look behind the numbers, you know the thing you've got to remember here is agents are always going to put out the big number. So you see these four-year, eighty, ninety, hundred million dollar deals, right? I guarantee you that less than one percent of players ever earn anywhere near that kind of money. It's all about the guaranteed line. It's all about how much money they're actually going to put in their pocket. So when you look at that, that when we look at this deal, right, with um, with Gino, right. So Gino's cap hit this year for the Seahawks on this. So it's three years, 75 million. His cap hit this year is 10, it's 10 mil, right? 10.1, sorry, mil, right? And most of that's in signing. They could get out this year after one year and take a $17.4 million hit, which means actually it's not a, $40 million guarantee. It says $40 million total guarantee, but on the cap line, he's actually only guaranteed at signing $27.3 million, which means they can get out after one year. If he has a horrendous year, they get out, they've taken the hit, they'll take 17.4 mil hit next year, but they're out. And it's not, it's, it's a hit, don't get me wrong, it's an expensive one, but you're out in one year rather than being tied to him for three years have to get a bridge in, have to pay him and someone else, have the quarterback controversy, they could make a really clean break. And they're not in for anywhere near the 75 million we're talking about. Now, if 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 he does do well this year, they are on the hook for 31.2 million next year, which is hard. They restructure that. They can restructure that. But they but... could restructure it. They could do some things. You know, I think the bottom line is Geno Smith's probably quite happy to get the contract that he's got because yep. he's not earned anywhere near as much money in his career. Um, I think career earnings today, we're looking at uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen million today, roughly, just quick maths. So, you know, he's going to earn more uh, this year. Well, more guaranteed at signing 27.3. That's what he's going to get. You know, that money's basically paid to his bank account now. And they spread that money over three years. So, you know, for him, he's now got, he's set up for life. Regardless of what happens now, he's set up for life. He's just made $27.3 million. That money's sitting in his bank account. I'm he is, earned it last year. I he absolutely did. Listen, and I don't think, I don't think it's a bad deal for either party. I think it's yep. good of Geno Smith to recognize that he's not in the Daniel Jones and uh, uh, Derek Carr money range. Yep. But at the same point, he's taken a deal that's team friendly to a point and he's given himself a chance to prove himself to make himself worthy of the future money seahawks can get out but at the same point if, if they don't get out you know he can earn decent money next year um most of that staggered with roster bonuses uh which is good um but at the same point even if he plays on that deal next year which is quite a bit of money they can get out the following year uh the seahawks for 8.7 so the seahawks effectively have an out every year 
on Geno Smith, so it's not a long-term commitment. Geno has the chance to keep that job. I think it's a nice yeah. deal for all parties. Um, I don't, I don't hate it. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, I mean, this is this is a whopper of a contract. Um, it is, but again, they've and, got to kind of out after kind of two years on this one. I feel. Yeah. So if I'm just breaking down the numbers now, and if you look at again, they do they do have an out. It's 18 million after two years, yeah. um, but the cap hit is high. So the cap hit this year is 21 million, which isn't too bad. But the yeah. following year, 2024, the cap hit is 45 million dollars, yeah. and they're not getting out of that. So they they have, they have committed. So it's ninety two million guaranteed to Daniel Jones, yeah. but he's got basically sixty six fully guaranteed. So that's sixty six million over the first two years. Oh, plus eighteen dead cap. So um, yeah, so sixty seventy eighty uh, eighty four. It's eighty four million like fully guaranteed. Nice. Um, Thank you very much. I mean, uh, Dan, listen. His agent has got to be the best yep. agent in football. Like, it's unbelievable. Wonders, yep. I mean, like Dan- Daniel Jones is now. I mean, his kids are minted for life. His kids' kids are minted for life. Like, you know, this is this is a staggering deal. And and again, yep. this is this is a perfect example of why you take the fifth year option. They didn't take the fifth year option on Daniel Jones. I appreciate that's the old regime, but they had a year to think. They would have had a year to think about this. Yep. They had a year to go. He's had a good year. He's had a good year. That's it. Get into the bets. table. Try and yeah. yeah, you either hedge your bets. You either put a friendly deal out there, and if he says no, he said right, okay, go out and do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're paying yeah. him twenty million this. So, but they, you know what he's getting paid this year to what he would have been on the on the um, if your option are very similar. So the money's not that different this year, no. but you, you don't have this huge guarantee. But you that get out if he doesn't in. deliver this year. But that is the point, out. and and yeah. this is it. And when you've got question marks over a quarterback. You have to sit there and think, has the franchise made the best possible decision in the quarterback decision? And I don't think they have here. I think they've they've panicked. They've looked at the QB market and they've gone, we made the playoffs last year. We have an opportunity to do something. Um, we're better with Daniel Jones than we are with anybody else. And that's that's where they are. And because they overachieved, um, they're a bit stuck because they they made the playoffs. And because they over and they, they you know they advanced around, so they've got no pick that that's going to get them a quarterback. They've got no option to get a quarterback, so they have to pay him. It's the, the, literally Daniel Jones and their agents had them had them over a, a, a huge barrel, and 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 they they worked it to their advantage. And now Daniel Jones is a giant for the next two, probably three years. Um, and fair enough, uh, and they have to they have to live with that now. And yeah, I mean, it is what it, I mean. I, 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 this is why the fifth year option is so important. You've just, I, for me, there's very few reasons why you wouldn't take the fifth year option if you're taking a player in the first round. Certain players, Clyde Vitalea, probably wouldn't take a fifth year option on. There's a few players I wouldn't, but Daniel Jones, Josh Jacobs, yeah, they were players I was taking fifth year options on, like uh, the, 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 the Raiders have taken a three million cap hit for not signing him by tagging him. It's just you've just thrown three million dollars away for no reason. Like it's it, it, it it's mind boggling. Like how bad front offices make really bad decisions 
And then people wonder why these teams don't win. The reasons the Giants don't win, the reasons why the Raiders don't win is their front office continue to bungle the ball for years. And yet, and look, this is harsh on this regime. It's a new regime. They didn't make the decision on Daniel Jones. That decision was made by Dave Gettleman. And so it's harsh to sit here and judge the, the new regime on this decision of Daniel Jones, but they've paid him. So they've inherited this situation and they've done, I think, probably the worst thing they could do, which was commit a long term. And I don't know how they've they've committed themselves to this kind of money, but it's very, very big money. And we'll have to see how it plans out. I don't think it's going to be brilliant for the for the Giants going forward. So uh, I don't love it. But then, yeah, no, you're fine. And then we've obviously had other quarterback moves today. So we've had... um, Jimmy G go to the Raiders um, today. Now, if you want to talk about the Raiders bungling, they bungled for me Derek Carr situation last year with a contract, um, giving him a deal. They should have just left him on his deal, um, but they didn't. They paid him more money for more security and then ended up paying out more money for no reason. And then they've done the Josh Jacobs deal. What they've done with Jimmy G here is is absolutely uh, brilliant. Like as as, as much as um, as much as Jimmy G isn't the best um, QB in the world, and he's not someone that I'd sit here and say is is just truly unbelievable, he is a winning QB. He, you know, he's been to the playoffs a number of times. He has been to a number of playoff appearances. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to NFC title games. He is a good enough quarterback to get you to big games. I don't think he's the quarterback that gets you to win a Super Bowl on his own. But I think he certainly can win a Super Bowl with a decent defense, with a decent offensive talent around him. You look at the deal that they've given him, and you compare the deals that we've just talked about. Gina Smith, I don't think it's a bad deal at all. But we look at what uh, Derek Carr got. Derek Carr got a big deal. Daniel Jones got a big deal. I look at the Jimmy G deal and think this is a brilliant deal. It's a three-year deal. It's sixty-seven point five million, but it's only thirty-four million guaranteed, and we don't know how that's structured. But I imagine it's probably only going to be like seventeen, seventeen, or twenty-seven, or twenty-four, fourteen, something like that. Over, over the first two years. And they're going to get out of this contract if he doesn't perform in the first year or two years. He's reuniting with an old um, coordinator in uh, Josh McDaniels, so someone he knows. He knows this system. He's going to walk in like a glove. He's going to know so much of it already. He's got Devontae Adams to throw the ball to. Um, you know, for me, this deal just made a lot of sense. As soon as, soon as Derek Carr left, this, this deal just instantly was like, this was going to happen for me. And it made a lot of sense. Yeah, everyone was talking about Jimmy G to Tampa. That was never going to happen. Tampa weren't going to put this kind of money on the, on the table, and, and there's no chance they were ever going to put any money on this table for anyone like this. It just makes a lot of sense. I think I look at that deal and think Jimmy G's an upgrade for what Josh McDaniels needs in that offense. He's a good decision maker. He's very accurate. He uh, runs a very clean pocket. He's very well structured as a quarterback. He's not dynamic. He's not going to sit there and 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 you know, win you a lot of games on his own. He's not going to make you uh, a champion overnight, but he will eradicate a lot of the mistakes that someone like Derek Carr was making last season. And if they can sort the D out and if they can play at a high level, they 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 will be a better team with Derek Carr. And it's amazing. You're seeing all this talent now going from the NFC to the AFC. You know, Jalen Ramsey's gone. You know, Jimmy G's gone. You know, you yeah, and you're looking at, and the players coming back the other way, <laughs> you know, Derek Carr. Uh, you know, we're looking at the, the way that these these players are going. The AFC is going to continue to get stacked 
all the all the talent now is is stockpiling in the AFC, and then we're getting basically, and it's not exclusive that we've seen some players go potentially the other way, but the the notable signings are being made by AFC teams, and the notable big big winners will be AFC teams. That's what we're seeing. Broncos made big moves today on their offensive line. Um, you know, we're looking at, at deals that are getting done, and it is at, mostly at the forefront. Um, yeah, the the AFC that are getting are getting these deals. So Fair. it's interesting to see Jimmy G back in the AFC, back with McDaniel's. I think it's a good move, but I think the money, the money, just makes a lot of sense to me. Like that, I look at that. Oh, here we go. Some breaking news: Von Bell is going to the Panthers. Okay, I like that. That's a good move. What at what cost? No, no idea on cost. It's literally just he's going to the Panthers as per rap sheet and Tom Pelissero. Okay, cool. I like that. that. That's a good. Uh, that's a good bit of business for it is for them. So yeah, big big fan of that. Um, Experienced head of the secondary. Yeah, I, I I think I look at the you know you're looking at players who can just command and it's it's a big area for them. They played well at times last season, but not. It did let them down. They do need some some winners in there. As, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what the money is when that comes out. I don't think it's going to be stupid money, but, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think I think it's pretty pretty decent money. Um, you look at, at what they're doing, and I, I think they could be a team to watch. Carolina be interesting what they do with quarterback. Maybe they're not this year, but it looks like they're building. They spend. Don't forget, they spent so many draft picks on the D the last couple of years. Totally, they, so they have a lot of talent. And just getting a couple of senior heads in there, similar to what the Bucks did. Don't forget when the Bucks won the Super Bowl, they, yep. they rebuilt the the quarterback room, and then they rebuilt it again because it wasn't great the yep. first time. And then yep. they brought Anton Winfield Jr. in, they brought Devin White in, and they they brought they put a lot of picks on D. Um, you know, JTS JTS on there. You know, they they spent a lot of picks on that D, and then they went in and got just a couple of serial players, experienced players, to come in. Um, and help them on D. And, and, you know, you talk about players like the following year, Richard Sherman, and, you know, just sprinkle players almost to be the coaches on the field. Um, And I think Von Bell will fit that kind of role and personality quite well. So I like like what they're doing down there, but except for what they traded for for the QB. Fair. Derek Carr to the Saints? Yeah, I mean, 100 million guaranteed. How's Derek Carr got 100 million? I like Derek Carr. Well, got 100 million to give Derek Carr. Well, it's just the way they structure the, the deals. You look at how they've structured it. Um, they can get out in three years for 11 mil. Um, he's on nothing this year, 7.2 mil this year. Um, he's, he's they've got a void year in there, um, of 5.7 mil, which is uh, year five is age 36. Year, um, it's effectively a four year, 150 million dollar. He's not going to earn 140. Uh, 150 no. million. Well, but he is—he is guaranteed at signing 60 mil. He's going to get somewhere between 60 and 100 mil on this contract. It's just mind-boggling. They can't get out for two years, so he's there minimum yeah. two years. They could get out third year for 17.1 mil. They could get out after the fourth year for 11.4. Um, yeah, mental. Um, I like selling a little. Or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Derek Carr, I think Derek Carr's a good quarterback. Yeah. Do I think he's a $100 million quarterback? Uh, no. Right. I, I just think that is a... I I thought he might get a a twenty five mil, maybe maybe close to thirty mil a season, and I thought if someone paying thirty mil a season, that's a bit mad. But if you're in a win now mode and he's someone yeah. that can get you somewhere, <laughs> fine. The Saints, given how bad that, with the cap and the roster, uh, it just feels like it just feels like a mistake waiting to happen. Like I just look at that and think. I'm not sure what they're really thinking. I'm not sold on Dennis Allen being a full-time head coach. I think he's a fantastic defensive coordinator. Don't get me wrong. I think one of the best in the NFL. Am I sold on him being a head coach? Didn't see enough last year. Is he much better than Jameis Winston for the money? Is he much better than Andy Dalton for the money? Well, there you go. I I think he is. I I don't think he's much better. I think he's better. If I he if is. I, I I think I think I think Derek Carr is probably fifteenth, sixteenth best quarterback in the league. From a hundred, you'd score Derek Carr at seventy. You'd put Winston and Dalton at Dalton about in, the, in the early sixties. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. feels right to me. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. So, and I think and I think but that's is a hell it of that, a lot of money that it's a lot of money for marginal improvement. Correct. And listen, he doesn't make it. it if he can get a handle on the offense, he won't turn the ball all over too much. But I look at their weapons. Alvin Kamara is he going to like? He's probably going to get six games ban potentially. So you got no real running. Taysom Hill, he's Taysom he's Hill. Yeah. So whatever. I don't you got Michael Thomas who hasn't played for. You got Michael Thomas who's barely played for three years. They haven't got money to buy like to sign players. Yeah. Yeah. Do we really have? Any confidence that this year is going to be a good year for the Saints? No, and you're putting a lot of money. In, well, you don't put a lot of money this year, but a lot of money in the future years. They're basically they're basically saying to the world that we think Derek Carr is good enough to put us on a playoff run. Yep, Which we're not going to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> but yeah, but we're not going to make a playoff run this year. But we're going to do it in the next two, yep. two three years. And I sit there and think, well, Carolina rebuilding, Atlanta rebuilding. The Bucks start their rebuild about the same time as the Saints, and I think they're starting from a better base because they've got a lot of younger players. Yeah. Um, I think they've got to get out of cap help. I, I, I look at the Saints and think they're the fourth best team in the in the NFC East and uh, in the NFC South, and 
I wouldn't be paying Derek Carr 100 million. I, I would have rolled with Dalton for another year. I really would have just sat this year and just yeah. gone, right, this year's going to be crap. Fine. We'll reevaluate our options in 12 months' time. I'd, I'd, have, let, I'd have brought Winston and Dalton back and let them fight him out. And neither of them were on big money. I mean, I think, Win- I, I think Winston was on 15 mil. Yeah. So maybe they had to cut him and, and you know, but I'd have rolled. Yeah, you got Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton. Maybe you bring a, another cheap one like Baker in. Yeah, I, like I just don't think I'd have paid the money this year for for Derek Carr or for any quarterback. I would have eat, I'd have eaten the money, yeah. and then I would have had the referendum in twelve months' time. And say, where are we in twelve months? Are yeah. we someone? Can we build? <clears throat> and we need a piece at quarterback that's, that's going to help. If you're the head coach, you need the front office's authority and permission to do that, right? Your job of course you do. Which, so. which says, and, and I think this is a referendum on Dennis Allen now. So I think yeah. now you've paid Derek Carr. Does yeah. Derek Allen get a third year if they, if it's a bad year this year? No. I'm not, not so sure. Given the trades they made last year, they got Chris Olave. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I this, I always feel the biggest mistake you can make in the NFL is to pay average talent above average money. And I look at the deals for Daniel Jones and Derek Carr and think these are just screaming mistakes of, of franchises that continue to make really basic mistakes. And the Buccaneers were good at this for years always paying average talent above average, like mercenary yeah. money to come. Yeah. And this is how you don't win to say, don't make playoffs and don't, and this is where you have long playoff droughts because you make fundamental errors that, that continue to hold you back long for time. years. Yeah. They cost you. Yeah. Um, whereas I look at the GBG deal and think if it doesn't work, it's not that much that you get out after two years if Same it doesn't Gino, work. Like that. And yeah. it's not, and, it, and I think he's a better quarterback than any of the ones we're talking about. And I think right. he's, and he's on the cheaper money. Geno Smith don't think that's a bad deal. You get out after one year, you know. You can. I don't mind taking a risk, but you've got to make it so you you're not paying for it. For the, you know, Derek Derek Carr is there for three years. Yep, he's there for three years. So if it doesn't work, if it doesn't pan out, you are snookered for the next three years. And yep. his cap hits for the next three years. Forget this year, seven point two million, thirty five point seven million, and forty five point seven million. So he's got a new scheme, new offense. New it scheme, new work. offense. Then his talent goes. He'll have a new head coach, probably a new coordinator. And, and where have we gone? And where have we seen this story before, where they turn over the offensive coordinator or the head coach every year? We've seen it. Yeah. This is what happened to James Winston. James Winston was the number one pick. He had four exactly, offensive yeah. coordinators in five years. You know, this is what happens. It's not sustainable success. These are the mistakes. These, and this is why we're free agency. And the, the best advice I can give to anyone over the next two, 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 three, four, five days: don't look at the top number. Just look at the guaranteed number. Look at where they're putting the money, because yeah. if the money is, if the if if it's a hundred, I could sign for an NFL team tomorrow for a four-year, hundred million dollar deal, and only three million of it's guaranteed. I'll take it. That's no, it's no. Yeah, <laughs> I so would I. But that's no commitment. No. It's no commitment. I'll be gone. Like yeah. in no time, look at how look at the years. Look at how they're structured. Look at sites like Spot Rack and Over the Cap. Look at their contracts. Look at how they're structured, because that's going to tell you how much level of confidence the franchise has in the player. But then also what's like so like I look at the Geno Smith situation and think he's on a one year prove it deal, an yeah. expensive one, but he's on a one year prove it deal. But if from he's a fantasy sucked, point of view. He's a solid starter in a Superflex League this year as a result. Correct. But you're also, from a Dynasty perspective, and I don't want to cross too much into Dynasty, you you have to take the consideration now that I look at... Derek Carr is a much better fantasy asset than than, than Geno Smith, yep. even though Geno Smith might outscore Derek Carr. 
because Derek Carr has a three as a three year security blanket. Gina Smith has one. Daniel Jones has an even bigger security blanket. So Daniel Jones looks like you know you're looking at these contracts the way they're structured, and I think it. Jimmy G doesn't look that secure. It's a great deal for the Raiders, but it's not an overly secure deal. Geno Smith doesn't look secure. Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, these players who, those four aren't overly yeah. massively apart on each other. You could rank them. You could have a little Pretty tier much, between yeah, them. Yeah. But where the where there's in Superflex Dynasty Leagues, I look at the Carr and the Daniel Jones deals and think those are the two I'd rather own over Jimmy G and Geno Smith because the team is stuck with them for the next three years. The yeah. security on those players means that they are going to have more of a run at being better at their job, which, and that's ultimately means to score more fantasy points. So, yeah. well, to win NFL games, but for us, fantasy yeah. points. So that's why the contracts are really important. Don't look at the top line, look at spot rack, look at how they're structured because that's going to tell you these little clues in Dynasty. Like for now, you could probably swap Geno Smith for Derek Carr. And they'd probably try and do that if you could, based on last year. Yeah. <clears throat> and I look at Derek Carr, he's got Chris Olave. You know, they might not have Derek Kamara, uh, Alvin Kamara, so they might have Fred Ballmore. And he's got three years to prove his job. Yeah. If you could. Yeah, I'd, I'd look at that and think, <clears throat> would, you know, they're the sorts of things that you can look at and people going, oh, yeah, I'll go with Geno Smith because he was better last year. But Derek Carr could, could be a better fantasy asset because of the fact that he's In got the more time. Run. Yeah, yeah, correct. Cool. Um, uh, wide receiver that's moved there, we haven't touched on wide receivers yet, was, uh, you know, Robert Woods signing for the Houston Texans. Love this deal. <clears throat> love it. I just, yeah. I just love it. Like, I just... I, everyone knows I love Poppy Trees anyway, but yep. yeah, Brandon Cooks has been efficient there. He's been efficient. I mean, though last year was a bit of a car crash. He had injuries, was, and yeah, yeah. but <laughs> every other year he's been good there. You know, and there isn't a lot of competition. I look at Bobby Trees, and it, it didn't work in Tennessee. A lot of reasons he was injured. Yep. Tennessee were but... bad. Uh, yeah. I, I see Robert Woods now. If you Look, I don't know where his ADP is going to fall. I imagine Robert Woods is going to be the new Brandon Cooks. He's going to fall somewhere in the 7th, 8th, ninth round ADP. Yep. Thanks very much. I'm having him all day long. I'll just take that pick all day. I'll auto smash it every time. Because the upside, we're going to talk about, they're going to take a QB. So they're going to get the, the runners up prize. They're going to get the runners up prize of CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. It's probably going to be in my head. I think they get Bryce Young. Okay. So you pair Bryce Young and Robert Woods. Yeah, thanks. I'll have that in yeah. in in redraft next year. I think that for me is, uh, and that might not happen, but that in my head is where I think it's going to go. And I think, yeah, I I would take that. I think for me, Bobby, what's his competition next year? They might Bobby, sign another receiver. Yeah. Pardon, Nico Collins. Kind yeah. of emerging, but he's kind of emerging, but injuries receiver. and yeah, he's I mean, side receiver as well, so different play. So yeah, there there isn't a great deal. Um, yeah, and obviously the Texans, if they don't take a receiver, they have Case Keenum on the books. So <laughs> just what Robert Woods needs. God, um, how does, the reason who keeps paying is, Case Keenum? Who keeps paying him? Like seriously, like we're talking, talking about, about earlier. We was after comparison for him. Case Keenum is that exact comparison? Yeah, no, I <laughs> I'll be honest. Case Keenum, Case Keenum is better than Emory Jones. Fair enough. I'm, like Case Keenum at, at his peak 
if you can was call fair. it a peak, yeah, yeah. was a starter level NFL quarterback. He's not now. Don't forget, you forget that season with Minnesota where he took him to the NFC yes, title. He game. did, yeah. And he was decent. Like I'm not sitting here saying he was elite, but he was decent. Like I'm not saying so, he's anywhere near that now. But so the reason I wanted to bring it up was they brought Case Keenum in. Case Keenum's going to be a backup to a young rookie, we believe, right? Bryce, CJ, Richardson, whatever they choose to do it to. Yeah, there's a real part of me that really feels for Davis Mills and all this. Hundred percent, because the guy's not done a bad job. No, Davis Mills has been a better quarterback than Justin Fields. And I'll say that with a straight face, yeah. and I'll say that to anybody in the world. Talent-wise, results-wise, performance-wise, he's been a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Yeah. Forget fantasy football. With the results on the yeah. field and the way that he has played the game of football, he's been a better quarterback than Justin Fields. He was selected Agreed. 50 picks behind him. He's been a better pick than Trey Lance. And I get Trey Lance has been injured and all of it. He's been a better pick than Zach Wilson. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> it was taken two overall in yeah. that draft. Yeah. Arguably, at this moment in time, when we sit there and we reevaluate that whole draft and forget fantasy football, yeah. Davis Mills is probably the third best quarterback in that draft. Yeah. I do feel sorry for him. I understand. Look, I understand why they're moving on. I do understand. Bryce Young is going to be an if it's Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, either yeah. of them are going to be a level up on Davis Mills. Yeah. Having said that, I think Davis Mills is still a starter level quality. He's had no one. He's had no let's, one. That, that, let's that get defensive Tampa people to fight it out. I, I'd be up for I'd that. that. Yeah, me too. I, I would have Davis Mills in Tampa if we traded a late round pick. What are you going to be? A fourth or sixth round pick? No, sixth. Late, sixth round. You get a sixth round pick for for Davis Mills. I'd take that and think, yeah, and let him and him and Trask fight it out. I'd be, I'd think that would be good. I think he'd be a good fit in the Tampa scene. Yeah, I, I think I sit there and I look at at what Davis Mills is, can, can do with his skill set. I think he's got a good arm. He's got good control. Yep. Doesn't make that many. Definitely, he's played against behind the worst offensive line in football. I look at Davis Mills and think there's enough traits there for him to be a solid professional and I'm again I'm not saying he's an elite I'm not sitting here saying he's going to be a top 10 quarterback I'm not saying you should pick him up in fantasy football but I think he's a good player I do think he he can play at a decent level I, again I'm sitting there thinking is is an example of the Saints you've just paid Derek Carr 100 million do I think Derek Carr is a million miles better than than Davis Mills I don't I really don't I don't think there's that much of a gap I think there's a gap but I don't think it's huge I think I would probably have tried to get Davis Mills on his rookie contract for next to nothing, paid a pick and seen what happened. And then you cap friendly as well. So yeah. that also helps. Like I'd sit there and think Davis Mills is not a bad quarterback. I do. I feel so. I, I, but I do understand why Houston moving on. When you're at two and yeah. you've got the choice of CJ Stroud and, and Bryce Young, I think you've got to make that move. I, I think, I think you've got to make that decision. I, 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 but then even if you could keep, you can keep Davis Mills. You don't have to like he's still under contract. Will. I think they will. Yeah. Well, yeah. So then I don't understand why they've signed. They bought but, Case Keenum. Why they bought Case Keenum to be the mental head. Yeah. yeah. Which says to me they probably will get rid of. They will get rid of Davis Mills. I think they, that's all I can think of is they think maybe we will take a trade for him. And, and and I think you know I think there should be some teams that should be making some calls. Like I think Tampa should look at him and think. Yeah. I'd, I'd give him a, a chance with with 
with Kyle Trask and say, well, look, this is your effectively last chance in the NFL. Have a yeah. shot. Um, I think Atlanta should bring him in. Um, you know, they've got Desmond Ritter and no one else on the roster. Like, yeah. I think there's a couple of teams that could sit there and, and put in a, a sixth round pick for, for Davis Mills, maybe even a fifth. Um, and, um, you know, you look at the Bucks. Bucks just picked up some conditional picks. Like, they could just throw <laughs> one of them in um, yeah. and pick him up. So, I think cheap, cheap contract, give it a year, see what happens. I think you do worse, but yeah, I think you're right. I feel sorry for Davis Mills. He's had nothing to play with behind the worst offensive line in football with a terrible defense. You know, he's having to throw 30 points a game to get results. And yeah. and like I said, he's been better than Justin Fields. Like people sit here and think that Justin Fields <laughs> is this incredible quarterback talent. He's not. He's been woeful. Yeah. <laughs> he just runs. He's a good he's a good mobile quarterback who can run with the ball in his hands, but actually when he throws the ball, he's pretty average. Yeah. Um, he's won twenty percent of his games. I know Davis Mills has got a slightly better win percentage than that. So yeah, I think um, we'll see what happens. And don't forget, Davis Mills has been changing coaches every twenty-eight minutes or however long that they let coaches go in in Houston. So I, yeah, I think it's going to be um, an interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, I, I think they get Bryce Young, and I think Bryce Young will will do well ish there. Yeah. And I think. Um, but they, I think Bobby Trees is a great like if you're sitting there thinking veteran receiver you can bring in that's who I'd be bringing in and think yeah. that not bad money as well I think it works out for them nicely and hopefully the Texans we you know win a couple of games next year and 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 be a bit more competitive. So also one thing we missed and we'll we'll touch on it really quickly uh, the combine took place in Indianapolis. Um, who stood out for you? Who kind of flopped? Who you didn't partake? Your pro days coming up. What are you looking at from the combine, Murph? Um, we mentioned Andy Richardson earlier. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, he he is both the biggest winner and the biggest loser because, unfortunately for me, he is going to be someone who is now effectively tied to his combine performance. And unfortunately, his expectation. Listen, Anthony Richardson's got himself paid off his off his um, yep. off his combine, and he's going to be a mid first round pick, maybe even higher than that. And but no, he's he's for me, he's just not good enough to start in the NFL at least for a couple of years. So for me, put on an incredible performance, showed the athlete that he is, and there's no doubt that he's arguably the best athlete. Um, but for me, I look, I I actually really like. I actually really like CJ Stroud's um, combine. I thought for me, he was really good. Um, just the way that he, just the way that, you know, I look at his, his footwork or the way that he did his drills. He was very professional for me. He looks like the number one pick. Um, he looks like the player who um, I think is going to probably have the better career. I, I, I think Bryce Young's got the best talent, but with, with, if they go, if he goes to Frank Reich, I think CJ Stroud will be a very, very good level quarterback in the NFL. Um, surprised by Will Levis, I thought he he did really well. Um, the arm looked really good. Um, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised a little bit, but I, again, I have some some issues a little bit with him. Um, yeah. I thought that uh, Jacks Jackson Smith uh, GB I thought he was, on Saturday night, uh, yeah. unbelievable. I mean, like, listen. Yeah. I don't think there was much doubt he was going to be the wide receiver one. I think he's the clear uh, yeah. wide receiver one now. Um, I think he's shown that he has that potential to be a really, really, really special 
um, talent. So I thought that he was um, he was pretty pretty good. Um, was it Kincaid I, the tight end as well? Yeah, he looked really really good as well. Um, um, you know, Michael Mayer I think looked uh, for what he did looked all right. Um, but yeah, Kincaid potentially looking at him thinking how he's going to be a potential like number two, number three tight end in this class. Um, yeah. So someone I think will will really hope. I will say that I don't think, I think Bryce Young opting out was a mistake. I don't know who's advising him. Um, when you're looking at, so I think you look at the other three QBs, all three QBs advanced their profiles by working out. Anthony Richardson went through like that. Yep. CJ Stroud showed that he was um, the business uh, and Will Levis showed his arm strength and, and what he could do. I think Bryce Young not um, testing was, was a mistake. Um, and maybe he's injured, but I think whoever was giving him that advice, you don't want to look like you've got something to hide. Right. And he did. And he looked like he had something to hide. And I think for me, if I'm sitting there now, this is, again, it's another reason I just don't think, I don't think Carolina are going to take Bryce Young again. It's another reason not seeing him work out. You're not making that trade at the Combine, which is where the trade was made, for someone who hasn't worked out. Yeah. Unless, unless, he, unless he dazzled them in the room, unless he somehow like came up with these most amazing concepts and he's done something in the room that's just completely dazzled them and fooled them. And that is possible. I just, yeah, I, I, I don't see it. So I think that was a, yeah, I think, I think that was one. Um, I, yeah, there's a few, I, there was a few that came in. I don't think anyone was absolutely, I mean, there was, a, wasn't there someone who ran, Someone who ran a really bad time. Uh, I, don't know. I, I saw the defensive lineman Lucas Van Ness looked really good. The yeah, he guy. did look good. I've seen a few mocks him going to Tampa as well, and I'm like, oh, I take that in that position. But uh, he's someone I think that rose up people's kind of real draft boards, if you will, rather than fantasy boards, obviously. So, uh, but yeah, no, there's a uh, there's a few to stand out. Obviously, we still got the. Uh, yeah, I'd say Jordan Addison was a bit of a surprise for me. I thought he would test a little better. I don't think he was bad. I still yeah. think he's the wide receiver two in this class. I still think Jordan Addison's going to be a, a very, very good player. I still think he's going to have a very, very good NFL career. I think for me, I look at Jordan Addison and think he is the, of the wide receivers, is probably the most bust proof. I think he's yeah. unlikely to bust. I look at what his profile, his body of work is. I think Jordan Addison's fine. I would have thought he would have been a little bit quicker. I don't think that's going to hurt him too much. That might seem slip out of the first round. Yeah. But I do think he was someone who potentially I'd have liked to have seen a little bit more uh, out of him. Um, but yeah, I, I think really this, the, the problem with the combine is, you know, everyone kind of looks at the analytics and, and all the analytics get, gets done and everyone looks at that and assumes it's kind of the end or be all. I'd be honest, I look at the Combine less and less every year. I focus more on the pro days. I want to watch the tape of these quarterbacks throwing. I want to see their movement. You know, very rarely do you get a player really light up the Combine with their metrics and then go on to have an amazing career. You know, you think of all these players that go on and have, you get all the post-Combine hype. How many of those post-Combine hypes 
really, really deliver at the level that you would expect. They don't. They just don't. You know, every you know, a couple of years Such ago, a, was... a small fraction of who they are. Exactly the, the that. Tape it... They've got and the metrics and the ability and things like that. The combine is such a small segment of that. A lot of it in very controlled conditions. Yeah. That you can almost prepare for. You can do that. You can go to a local high school and you can practice running 40s and you can practice free code drills and so on and be very good at those disciplines. But that doesn't make you very good at football. Yeah, inversely, we see players all the time. DK Metcalf in his three cone, for example, was so bad. It was horrendous. And he's yeah. one of the best NFL receivers. So, you know, you, you look at this and think, really, it's all for me, the combine is more about the interviews. It's more about how you handle in front of the execs. It's how you position yourself. Um, it's it's how you really think about talking to the teams. Like for me, you can talk yourself out of jobs at the combine. Um Anthony Richardson, someone's going to fall in love with him. Good luck to them. I, yeah, <laughs> Murph's out. I'm Take out. David Mills over. Anthony yeah, Richardson. I, I old. Listen, not even close. Like <laughs> if you gave me the choice right now, straight up, I agree. You, I agree. Davis Mills or Anthony Richardson, give me Davis Mills, and I'm honestly not even hesitating. I like, agree. I know there's an athlete in and Anthony Richardson, but yeah, not for me. Um. I, I just think, you know, I, I look at the combine and think it's all about how you carry yourself. It's all about how you do things and, and also yeah. how you deal with the adversity. Like if you have a bad day at the combine, how you make it up with your pro day. It's those sorts of things that, that yeah. you kind of want to see. I want to see people who face the adversity and really go through and do things. Uh, Jets fan waiting on Rogers. We talked about Rogers, uh, um, some people leaking that it's going to happen. Nothing official yet. No one's making the big move that he's definitely going, but it's definitely trending in that way. But Sarah thanks Rogers for joining in. Mind up still. <clears throat> he's got to go into another dark place. Um, yeah. Or he's got to go on a helicopter somewhere, or uh, maybe he's got to go attend a seminar on uh, on vaccinations. Uh, I don't know what he's got to do, but um, yeah, I, I think I think yeah, I think I think of the combine and. I, Less, I think every single year with the combine, I get, I don't say less invested. I do watch it, I do pay attention yeah. to it. I think, but I think the problem with the metrics now is people try to find these edges. And actually, I think the tape part is just as important as the analytics. And I yeah. think this is where the pro day, you've got to combine the pro day. I look at Justin Herbert for me is the perfect example. Justin Herbert came into the combine as everyone's third favorite quarterback. He was someone who people weren't overly in yeah. love with. Didn't and I listen before the before the combine and before the, the his pro day. I wasn't a fan of Justin Herbert. I saw how he played at Oregon. Um, I didn't like his footwork. I didn't like the way that he uh, threw the ball. I didn't like his mechanics. And then I saw that actually it was the the way that the Oregon Ducks will play that they play a, a three step drop which didn't allow Herbert to really play to his strengths. He was kind of playing in a bit of a handicap and actually much suited to a five-step drop. And actually when he started working on his pro day, you could see that he had this agility that he'd never shown at Oregon because he was never allowed to, because it was a three-step drop and he playing behind him an average-ish offensive line. And so what happened was he was never getting that opportunity to show he was mobile out of the pocket and he could throw on the run. And all these things that we saw in his rookie year and his sophomore year of, oh, wow, he's got the big arm and he can move. 
yeah. it was like, but his pro day showed it. His pro day showed that actually it was the system that was holding him back and that it was all there. And as soon as I saw it, I moved, I moved him up to behind Burrow and over to her because all of a sudden it was like all these things that weren't on his game tape were there on his pro day. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference is, is finding the, the tape of pro days. Davis Mills is a great example. Davis Mills's pro day is one of the best pro days I've seen. He threw in the pouring rain. Yeah. And I mean, he was bucketing down and he just threw bombs. Honestly, some of the throws, I was like, the kid's got a pretty ball. He just, the way he throws, like I fell in love with his pro day. I thought yeah, it was unbelievable. I time, yeah. <laughs> and I just, and I thought, you know, this kid's got something and then he falls to the third round. Like, I don't know, maybe people didn't watch the pro day. Like, Maybe because he didn't test well at the combine, like he wasn't great. I mean, he wasn't yeah. bad, but he wasn't great. I think, yeah, for me, like the pro days give me more insight because you can kind of see a lot more. And again, I know they're heavily sanitized; they're in their own environments, they're it playing with like their own more receivers. Yeah, and I think that's why I enjoy it a bit more because yeah, it feels like you're getting the personality of the player in the workout, and I feel yeah. like you get a really good view of what you get. And I think, I, I think the combine is it is what it is. I think the combine's great for defensive linemen, offensive linemen, to see what their ability, agility, all those things are. I think that's great. I think it's yeah. good for wide receivers to test their burst and their speed. I think it's and three cone. I, I don't think quarterbacks at the court, at the combine is really all that valuable. I, I, I just don't. You I some throw, I think you get some throwing <coughs> motions. But I, I don't Indoors. think you get a lot. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you get a lot. At, I, at cornerbacks is the other one. Other than speed, I don't think you really get a lot on on cornerback, you get a little bit on agility, but yeah, I, I look at cornerbacks, quarterbacks. Um, I don't really get a lot, and then running backs is just about size yeah. or size to speed ratio, BMI. Like, yeah. you yeah. can get that from anywhere, Fair. yeah. So but all in all, happened. yeah, I think I, I, I don't know about you, I felt this combine was, and maybe because I was in hospital to be fair, so maybe I was probably less yeah. exposed to it than I would be normally. I kind of felt that this combine was just very blah. It was very unhighlight eventful, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, it almost slipped by. Yeah, and I know last it, year we had uh, we had Ollie on, didn't we? Ollie Hodgkins, who yeah, who gave us great insight into it. And I don't know. Hopefully, we get him back on again soon. But Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, it just felt real under the radar um, for me too. So it yeah, I, I just. Good. I just felt like, yeah, I felt like it was it was more about what it was more like Jalen Carter and the arrest warrant. It was more yeah. about who's not working out versus who is. It was a couple of and and then the Anthony Richardson yeah. hype. I don't think there was any real spectacular. But I think that's because we've seen top tier prospects are still your top tier prospects. The middle tier is still the middle tier, and the bottom tier is still the middle tier. Barring the odd names you mentioned, Andy Richardson, Lucas Van Ness, these guys. Tweaking their position slightly, nothing, yeah. no major name as Bell. Even last year, David Bell with his little hops and his jumps made headlines because of how well he was expected to come out. <laughs> yeah. um, but nobody has greatly gone. Who on earth is this guy? Where's he come from? And nobody has gone. Crikey, we thought he was a top tier talent. This is abysmal. Yeah. Everybody's just kind of delivered what you'd expect them to deliver. Yeah, it, it was almost like predictable, Boring. wasn't it? Which, What's the point? which kind of tells you about this class. I just look at this this twenty twenty three class and think yep. it's good, it's but solid. it's not great. Yeah, it's I don't solid. think that I don't think there's a star. No. 
agree. I don't think there's a star in this class. I don't uh, look I at this class. Jackson Smith and Jigba could be cover stars. Could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, he might be the one. But well, I, we I don't look at... DJ Robinson in this, who's one of the most highly talented running back prospects going. Yeah. <clears throat> it's such a hit and miss. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I we'll agree. see what happens. But yeah, yeah I... <clears throat> I, I think this is this is going to be one of those years where the NFL draft, I think, is going to be more famous for the trades that are made of existing I players, yeah. similar to last year. I think yeah. I'm more looking forward to seeing who are the big who are the big players who are going <clears> to get <throat> traded for picks, as opposed to uh, who's actually going to get selected where on draft night. But 45 days away, it's going to be it's going to be yeah. awesome. I'm looking so forward to it. We've been going for a fair while now. We've been off air for a while, so catch us up. Where are we at with? The FFCC competition and where can people find us and your Patreon and bits? Give us a rundown and all that. Yeah, good, good shout. So, uh, anyone that uh, is interested in joining the FFCC, um, there is a competition going on to win a Van Jefferson jersey, signed jersey, um, till the end of the month. Uh, anybody who has ever entered it before got an email from me last week. I'm going to send another one out this week. If you haven't ever entered it before and want to, it's our charity knockout best ball tournament. Um, there is the opportunity to expand it. Anyone who enters before the end of March is guaranteed entry. So that's a £10 uh, minimum donation um, plus uh, filling in the form. Um, so if you go to 5yardrush.co.uk, there's a tab for FFCC. Uh, click on that, fill in the form, donate to the charity link there, minimum of £10, which is about $15, um, and you're in. And not only are you in, you're entered in to win the signed um, Van Jefferson jersey, but you're guaranteed a spot in the FFCC regardless, awesome. which will kick off in <clears throat> July. So it's a best ball tournament. So it's a draft and uh, draft and leave it. Um, it's a knockout bracket style. So traditionally Only it's 256 teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's almost playoffs from, from the immediate and we get some big names in there. So um, some of the best fantasy football analysts in the yeah. world um, from Joe Pispier, Pat Fitzmorris. Um, we've had JJ Zacharyson play in it. We've had um Ooh. you <laughs> uh we've had uh we've had bob lung um yeah, uh, yeah we've had we, anyone joe dolan um carl yates you know there's the loads anyone who's kind of anyone in the fantasy space uh john daigle was in it last year so uh, you know a lot of big names and you have the opportunity to take them on in a head-to-head potentially draft with them, get to know them a little bit. So awesome. uh, really, really cool um, tournament. Fifth year now, believe it or not, four winners yeah. from four different countries. We've never had a repeat country winner. So Scotland, England, um, the USA and Norway. So yeah, it did a little bit. Um, yeah. At least Scotland wasn't too bad this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so our champs coming back, looking forward to that. Jackie's watching. Good. He, uh, he won the first one. So we should give him a mention. So yeah. And Patreon, you can join Patreon. Um, it's been a bit quiet on there, but you do get basically for Patreon. If you join minimum three pounds a month, you get the opportunity to join our, um, WhatsApp chat. And I'm active on there all the time. You can ask me questions and, yep. Uh, have access to me pretty much, I want to say 24-7. It's not quite like that, but you do get access to me a lot. Um, I'm pretty good at answering questions, except for when I'm in hospital. Um, but other than that... Nothing else to do. I didn't have the energy, mate, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but I've been doing pr- profiles by position. Um, yeah. I do special Patreon casts. I'll probably do one this week um, just to ease back into it. Um, you get a copy of the book when the book comes out. Uh, that's included. You get the Patreon tournament that we do and you win a signed jersey. 
basically yeah. the the Patreon pays for itself. You get merch uh, when you've yeah. been with us for six months. So the Patreon kind of pays for itself, um, but you get access to me. Uh, it's just a cool thing uh, to to be part of, awesome. and you get to be part of a great group of people. Um, I write articles on Fantasy Pros. Got a coming up on my forty. 40- first article i think i've just published one today yep. or sent one today um talking about a rookie mock drafts you'll see that in a few days um yeah working on the book which will be out i hope may but realistically it could be june set back a little bit but it's starting to plan and do the research so yeah and um yeah lots of other bits and pieces going on it's just easing back into this easily uh free agency this week so liam will be back here on the dynasty show tomorrow yep. um to update could be a good one yeah and then um you know depending how the week goes if if there is some big breaking news on thursday i'll try and jump on for a a little bit and try and do a a solo pod uh just on any deals that are happening uh to keep going so uh we'll see how it goes this week um but yeah what about you dan any other uh, announcements or uh things you want to share uk ffc or uk ffc is going to start ramping up now so we announced our first panelist uh last week i think it was um so that one's got out but started sort of tomorrow friday we're looking at two announcements a week so we're starting now to to bring in the news of who's going to be there who's going to be talking what the subjects are um what stalls are going to be there what's going to be on offer for raffle prizes and bits and pieces so um tickets are still on sale it is selling quickly uh, we're pretty much at last year's number already and the event's not till July, which I think is incredible. Uh, we've got people from four different countries coming to the UK to be part of it, which again is out of this world. Um, so yeah, at underscore UK FFC and uh, get your tickets if you haven't got one. Yeah, definitely. I'll be there. Can't wait. Uh, we'll have a stall there. Um, so you can come chat with me. Yeah. Um, we'll have the book on sale in hardback. So um, I hope so. For- I'll sign them. Yeah, signed them last year. Signed for anyone. I do have some breaking news. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds has signed a deal. Uh, sorry, the Chicago Bills have signed Tremaine Edmonds. I saw that. Four years, seventy-two Bears, million deal. Yeah, Chicago Bears. Four, <laughs> I thought you staying with the Bills, but no, Chicago Bears. Four years, seventy-two, fifty million guaranteed. Largest yep. ever four-year contract for an inside linebacker in the NFL. Crikey! Wow, T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds in the same day. Yes, Decent, <laughs> as a right? A big, oh, that's that's a big linebacker. The same week as trading up the pick, the one I won up as well. Oh, wow. I'll trade back from business. the one I won. But Vikings have got cousins in there last year. Packers look like getting rid of Rogers, and the Bears now going, "Hey, we got a shot at this division." Yeah, they probably don't because the Lions are probably not winning it. But well, the Lions oh, can you imagine? division. It's going to be a Lions and the Bears face-off to win that yes. division. Oh. Uh, Lions are going to walk it. Lions are walking the division. They, they probably fact, will, they... rightly so. Jared Jared Goff versus just Justin Fields. This is not even a contest, mate. <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown versus DJ is Moore. There a, is there a bigger advert of all the talent that's going to the AFC like we started out with than looking at the NFC North and the NFC South combined? <laughs> so, yeah, so if you go through the Premier four, League right there. Yeah, yeah. So you've got Jared Goff, Justin Fields, Jordan Kirk Love, Cousins. who's played Jordan one Love. game. At, yeah, Kirk Cousins. So Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the AFC North. Correct. Oh, NFC North. And then in the in the NFC South, you've got at this moment in time, Desmond Ritter, Carl Trask, um, probably CJ Stroud, and Derek Carr. Yeah. 
Wow, we are spoiled in the NFC this year. The Rams are shopping Matt Stafford, so there we go with John Wolford. Injured Matt Stafford, who's on his way out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, great. Uh, Can't wait for the NFC this year. Brock Purdy at the Niners. Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance at the Niners. Yeah, Geno Smith at the Seahawks. Oh, Geno Smith on the best QBs in the division. Oh, it's it's box office all the way. All the way. And that then you got scary. the NFC East. I mean, at least the NFC East is somewhat stacked. Yeah, two of them. I'll give you Hurts uh, and Dak. Yeah. Jones falls in the middle ground, and who knows what Washington going to do. Yeah. I hope. Well, anyway, it's all right. It's all right because Tampa going to sign Jacoby Brissett, and everything's going to be fine. No, I told you, Davis Mills, be done with it. <laughs> I know. Listen, I'm happy with Davis Mills, but it's going to be it's going to be Jacoby Brissett. But the rumor yeah. is Baker Mayfield, and I'll take any Brissett. No, 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 Baker no. Mayfield all day long. So, right, listen, if if Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm not sure I can watch opening day. <laughs> I did have to bring up all these comments about good to see you back, Murph. I haven't been here either. Yeah, I know. That, that, that's me. That is, I think. Uh, I, I think I've played my. Uh, I think I've played my sympathy card a little bit. Um, oh. <laughs> I'll keep mine under. Matt, Matt, under Matt Cullen's just texted me, so he's watching. Matt Cullen's gone. Fuck me, you look great. <laughs> and you do, Murph. I sent it to you off air. I sent you Thanks, before mate. as well. You do look incredible at the minute. So good luck. Yeah, uh, hope it continues. So yeah, maybe the, the hospital story was all a cover story. Maybe I've been on like some sort of health farm. <laughs> no, been a boot camp. Yeah, it'd be the boot camp, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll get there, mate. But yeah, it's good awesome. to good to be back. Um, back next week. Yeah, we're gonna have a great show. Um, cool. We will. Let's watch the chaos of uh, free agency. Anything you want to say before we sign off? No, I'm grand. Thank you. Good to be back. Awesome. Great to be back. Back in the swing of it. Hopefully now my health is going to improve. Um, I've got loads of great guests uh, ready to come on at a moment's notice. It was just about when. I was going to be back and thought we'd do a couple of shows. Let's get our rhythm and then we'll, yeah. we'll bring some guests in to start analyzing free agency and the combine and the draft. And we'll kick it all off and then we'll get ready into building these, uh, these super teams for, for 2023, start getting those early values. We'll do some best balls. We'll probably um, yeah. in a couple of weeks time, let's do a, a live best ball nice. episode. Yeah. So if you want to be part of that, drop us a DM, either Dan or myself, we'll do a live best ball episode. We'll draft one on here and just have a bit of a giggle and just get some values and have a bit of a laugh and if you want to come on and have a chat about your picks we can we can do that and have a and have a bit of fun so uh looking forward to the next few weeks great to be back thank you very much everyone and don't forget as always keep rushing Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.